Welcome to the Keller Williams Realty Van Central Podcast. Real talk with real agents, featuring Connie Buna and Roland Kim. Hi, everybody. I'm Connie Buna. I'm Roland Kim. We are excited to be talking with you again. We're full swing into spring. Post-COVID. Post-COVID. And the last time we were here at the Podfather's amazing studio, we were literally buried in snow. Thanks, West Coast, Best Coast, for your beautiful spring day today. It is wonderful today. Partner, dive into it. What are we going to talk about? Well, a little bit about um, in-person training again. Oh, my goodness. So you went to, what was it, Florida a little while ago? I went to Florida at the end of February. So, So where are we right now? So... For folks who might be listening five years from now, we are in April of 2022. We have just come through the most insane two years of anybody's lives. And <laughs> and we're talking about the experience of re-entry in a number of different ways, but specifically this, the experience of re-entry about diving back into in-person events and in-person training events specifically. And the organization that Roland and I are a part of, Keller Williams Realty, is a huge international real estate corporation, one of the largest in the world, based in Austin, Texas. And they throw quarterly events and also host two pretty significant uh, biannual events, one in February and one in August of every year. And obviously, for the last two years, these events have been virtual. And so this last event that took place in February, Keller Williams refers to it as Family Reunion, It's a really, really, really cool opportunity to gather with agents from all across the globe to pour into yourself and to learn. And so this event took place in Orlando, Florida, not a place I would choose to go necessarily um, (laughs) just for. I mean, they definitely obviously well known for for Disney World and alligators and such and a heck of a flight to get there from Vancouver. Where'd you go through? Oh, my goodness. So fly, you have to fly out to the East Coast. So flying out to, um, you know, you're either flying from Montreal or Toronto, fly out to Toronto and then another two and a half, three hours from Toronto. So quite a journey. Yep. And so worth it. So worth it. It was absolutely thrilling to be engaged again at that level. I always find it to be such a rewarding experience, especially at the beginning of the year. In the first quarter, there's so much opportunity to reflect on the year that passed, to solidify and bring more clarity and focus to the business goals for the year to come. And one of the things I I really admire and respect about the Keller Williams sort of model or approach is it's not really singularly about business planning. There are so many elements that also involve, you know, mindset training and, you know, designing your your life. You know, that's a real catchphrase in in the KW world, life by design, not by default. And isn't that a powerful sentiment to even just reflect on? Life by design, not default. How many of us are just walking through day by day, responding to what happens, responding to the emails in your inbox, as opposed to being intentional, being focused, having clear goals and clear priorities. And so, you know, I know I see Roland sort of smiling at me here as I'm talking about it, because I do come home from these events so inspired 
and so, so charged up. And it makes me think about so many different ways in which that was lacking through this experience of the pandemic for us. For those of us that, you know, extroverts or introverts or anywhere in between, human connection matters. Mm -hmm. And we thrive in environments where we are connected to others. It's almost a universal truth. And certainly for myself personally, the experience of integrating back into this environment where literally there were 10,000 people at this event. And that is a very small event mm -hmm. when we think about the scale of previous family reunions that, that we've attended. Mm -hmm. The last family reunion we attended, February of 2020. <laughs> Naive. Yeah. We had no idea. We were in Dallas, Texas. Yep. We were with probably 45,000 people. And it was, as always, an incredible event. And it literally, there was not one single conversation about COVID. There was a little experience on the return home at the airport where some folks were masked, which felt at that time really jarring mm -hmm. to see. Strange. And there was, you know, I'm, I'm someone that is engaged in international politics and international news. And so I remember the scuttlebutt of, oh, there's stuff happening in China. We mm -hmm. don't know what it is. It's some kind of a flu. And then literally mere weeks later, we attended the medallion dinner. <laughs> It was a delight. Yeah. Okay. Typically, typically like a thousand or more people at this beautiful event that's hosted at the Vancouver Conference Center. And there were a lot of people that were that chose not to attend and and literally the world shut down two days later. Yeah. And that was obviously for lots of us, you know, our JFK moment. Like, where were you? Crazy. And things shut down. And so just just to bring us back to in-person events, it was inspiring. It was invigorating. It was frightening to be in a room. I know for the first few days of the conference, I was really anxious. I was anxious to be sitting in a, in a room with, you know, at the, the first event I attended, probably 500 people. Okay. And like, that would never have bothered me in the past. And, and now in this post-COVID world, I was really like, oh my goodness, there are a lot of people. What's the ventilation like in this room anyways? <laughs> I was very anxious about the return to Canada, of course, because you needed a negative test to return. And, and I had been given very explicit instruction from my partner that I was making a decision to leave the family for five days. And, and if I even remotely considered the possibility of being loosey-goosey with my mask and risking not being able to get back home, we were going to be in a big standoff. Asri Notary Corporation is a full-service notary practice, centrally located in Vancouver, and has been serving the community for almost 20 years. At Masri Notary, we have two notaries and take great pleasure in always being available to help our clients. We handle real estate purchases, sales, and mortgage refinancing. We also offer planning documents such as wills, powers of attorney, and healthcare rep agreements. Reach out and book a free consultation today. You can find us at masrynotary.com. 
So I was safe, kept my mask on for the most part. I did feel like an outlier. Yeah. Because there were plenty of folks who were very much embracing the, the no mask thing. Yeah. And I was just engaged. I was engaged. At what, I, what I reflect on is that despite the fact that those virtual events were being hosted and I signed up for them and I tried to block time for them, there is something completely and utterly different about sitting down in front of somebody who is giving you their energy. They're standing right in front of you, talking with you. And they're imparting, you know, their experience, their wisdom, their knowledge. And there's nothing else happening around you other than what you're, where you're sitting. You don't have your laptop up with your email. You're not trying to do something else. Like if you're attending a Zoom conference, most of us are doing that, obviously, with our laptops open. And, you know, how many of us are diligent enough to not have any other applications open up on the screen? Your cell phone's not on. It's dinging beside you. You're getting pulled away. You're working from home. Your kids are crying. Like it's real, right? There's been a lot of strain around the opportunity of finding time and space for our thinking and for our reflection and for our planning. And so what I find totally exciting about in-person events, and again, is I'm having one of those moments where something was taken away from me and, I, and now I'm quite appreciative of how important it is. And how how much it means to me. And so I went to this event with a very different type of mindset that I've gone to in the past. Whereas in the past, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is a big commitment away from my work. It's five days. I'm five days away from my family. I can feel quite stressed out about that sometimes, five days away from my routine. And this time going, I was like, this is a gift. It, even just being on the plane on my own, (laughs) (laughs) being able to enjoy that flight and do some work on that flight without having, you know, kiddos with me and other stressors, you know, felt like a gift. So I'm I'm jazzed about it. What'd you learn? Why you put me on the spot like that? Okay. Well, it's interesting because I'm an invert, introvert. And so COVID actually wasn't that bad for me. I quite quite liked a lot of my own time, but I can totally see how different people at different times it really did affect them. And so mm-hmm. what I went, I didn't go to Florida. I went to um, Austin a couple weeks later for a different event. And um, some of the interesting things that I found was um, I ran into people that I thought I already knew, but it was all from Zoom. So they'd be like, hey, we haven't met before. And oh, and you head, recognize their face. Yeah, yeah. right. And in my head, I'm like, no, we have, I think. Yes. And, and like, no, we haven't met in the last two years, but we've obviously seen each other on Zoom enough. And so it's funny how that cultivates a, a certain level of a, uh, interaction and relationship and Mm -hmm. and then you actually get you know real face-to-face which is awesome yes it's also interesting you know talking to a lot of different folks who over the past two years some people thrived some people really poured into themselves and you know their business and their lives expanded and then there was definitely people who um you know openly stated how they struggled with the last two years and it really was a step sideways or maybe even a step back Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so that was interesting to observe and and go through where you know everyone responds differently to that environment yes well, what I've noticed in terms of, and I'm I'm thinking a little bit more about what did I learn from that event? And it's always, you know, it's a fire hose of information is the truth. You're just, you're poured into it such a high level. But if I think about some of the key takeaways, the author of a book called The Happiness 
happiness equation, the Could happiness be. project <laughs> was the keynote the was the keynote speaker. Mm. Um, and it was so phenomenal. And what I learned is that happiness is a deliberate choice. Yes. I learned that happy people have better outcomes. They have better health outcomes. They have better business outcomes. They have better family experiences. And, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, that's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. And aren't you lucky, Connie? And I say this with, with a ton of acknowledgement on around the privilege I have and, and, and the life I have currently that certainly allows me to feel very, very happy. And, and also I've been this way since I was as far back as I can remember. Even as a little kid, I'm a glass half full, bright side person, and it's my default, and I'm grateful for that. And I've been reflecting on how that's not everybody's default. Mm -hmm. And what I learned through this keynote is that that's an exercise. It's a it's a muscle actually that can be exercised. And in bold, in another training event that we can do in person, which is incredible, there's a saying that says that your your cells are eavesdropping on your mind, on your thoughts. Your, your thoughts. cells are eavesdropping on your thoughts. And what does that mean? That means like, you know, your, your mindset, your thoughts matter. It does impact you. It impacts the course of your life. And so how do we exercise that muscle? One of the other things I learned about and that I've taken into practice is the, the habit of gratitude. Mm -hmm. So again, some folks have a habit of gratitude naturally, just like some folks have a habit of fitness naturally. They have always been athletes. They grew up being athletic. And so the habit of fitness is ingrained in them. Some of us are working on that habit. So in terms of gratitude, you know, the idea of thinking about and being grateful for the things that are made available to you, like working in an industry that has these amazing opportunities to learn and grow and reflect and improve and network is amazing. And I've, I've started in a daily journal writing a simple gratitude daily. And, and it's this, it can be the simplest thing. But what I've noticed is it actually, like I, I complete that reflection and I, I have a physiological response. I literally feel better. Mm -hmm. And there is something so powerful to that experience. Yeah, that book that you mentioned earlier, I think um, one of the takeaways in there when you came back from the conference was, um, and, and I'm probably mixing up the words here, but like cementing habits to like a routine or something, right? And so one of the takeaways I'm, I've always practiced um, kind of growing through giving or appreciation, that comes quite natural to me, but I wasn't consistent with it. And so now for the last many weeks, since that conversation that we had following your, your seminar, every morning when I'm brushing my teeth, I mm -hmm. send a text to someone that I appreciate. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've embedded that sign of appreciation uh, to brushing my teeth in the morning. And then yes. at night when I brush my teeth, I think of gratitude. Just yes. think of a few things from running water to, get, you know, being able to pay any level of gasoline that I need to put in the car or whatever it is. Yes. And um, it does, uh, you know, it's, it's small little steps, but it does make you feel a little bit better. It does. The author is, so the, the, the book is The Happiness Advantage. That's right. 
And the author is Sean Aker. Yes. And Sean Aker was the keynote speaker. And I was riveted. Mm -hmm. I was absolutely riveted by his talk. He comes from a scientific background. This is like neuroscientific data. This is not, you know, touchy-feely, hocus-pocus. This is scientific data. One of the more powerful quotes I took away was, habits are like financial capital. Forming one today is an investment that will automatically give out returns for years to come. And it's so true, especially all of the little habits that you can build. For example, the habit of being a lifelong learner mm-hmm. and, being, learning. And, and being committed to learning. And so in speaking about, about in-person events, one of the other things I'm reflecting on is in our brokerage, we are now back to hosting in-person events. And I had the pleasure of teaching a couple of classes recently in person <laughs> and the room was full. The room was full. And you know, again, uh, you you are, I think for lots of us, we're reflecting on what we've missed over the last two years. And what I kept hearing from folks was just how excited and happy they were to be back together in collaboration, to be able to come into the office and and see each other and learn together. You know, there is a there's a power in that collective synergy of togetherness that I think is really, really magical. And one of the things that we've remained committed to in the five years that we've been running our brokerage is pouring into our people and investing in them in a, in a real and authentic way that provides them with genuine value. You know, we don't just want to throw a webinar on and, and you know, the odd person who sits down happens to catch a nugget. It's, this is, you know, high caliber, high quality training from folks that are really committed teachers and instructors who who love doing uh, that work. It's an amazing opportunity. What I enjoy so much about being an instructor and, and teaching in those formats is I find I learn so much. I really love that experience. And so now when I look at our training calendar and I see it's starting to fill up again, and we see that, you know, some of the things that that are silver linings from COVID are we're learning that actually having a hybrid opportunity for training is really awesome. Some folks can't, you know, they don't have time in their schedule to to factor in the commute. And so if we were only hosting the event, for example, in person, they would have uh, not been able to attend. So by by allowing it to be a hybrid scenario, um, a hybrid training experience, they can they can tune in. And the folks that are sitting in the room you know, obviously they're there because they want to be engaged and they or want the free it. pizza or they want the free pizza. Delicious. Yeah. And I mean, on that note, one of the things that we've invested and I take a step back to like being uh, active realtors in the marketplace and, and managers of the brokerage, it's pretty cool because um, we're constantly looking at things that um, we want in the brokerage from our own you know, real estate practice perspective, and we're able to measure it against, is that investment worth it from a brokerage perspective? And so one of the things that we've incorporated over the last, you know, year and a half heavily is into technology. So with our office, we have, um, with Keller Williams, we have an end-to-end technology platform that does everything from data management in your database to lead gen. Mm. And we've hired one of the, one of the best directors of technology in Canada to be our tech ambassador. And so in a future episode, we'll actually have him on and talk more deeply into like the technology that we offer and what we do. 
but that's been uh, it's certainly been helpful for my business. Technology is not my my at all favorite thing to do, but that is some one of the things that you know during COVID we've really invested into ourselves and at the market center. Yes, and from that, you know, it's a deviation in the conversation, but we've had a few um, conversations of late where we're like, you know, we've been around now for fourteen years, and what is it that makes the ten percent that kind of outlast five plus years in the business? tick and survive and, and thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so do you have any thoughts on that? On like, there's so, we've seen, you and I have seen so many great people not last. Yes. That could have lasted. Yeah, I do. I have some, I do have some reflections. So one of the things that seems to be ubiquitous is staying engaged. Mm-hmm. Staying engaged, you know, operating on your own in a silo I believe is a recipe for disaster. And so what do I mean by staying engaged? You know, those folks that have sort of made it through the trial period, they say, you know, typically speaking, if you make it through the first five years in a career in real estate, you know, you, you likely have a successful business model and, and you can replicate. And, and so what is it that is a differentiator between those folks? You know, those high, high level people, I f- observe them. Those are the people that participate. They are proactive, for example, with their professional development uh, training. They're the people who are on top of their license renewals. They're attending sales meetings. They're attending training events. They're engaged in, in, in learning and growing and, and always developing new practices. Those are some key differentiators. And they also have exercised the habit muscle of consistency. You had a really, really lovely way of phrasing consistency. And I just want to jog your memory around, you know, the idea that it's not all glamorous. Mm. And it's at times it might seem when you're looking at somebody and you're like, wow, like, what does it feel like to be a top 10% realtor in the marketplace? And it's like, you know, feels amazing in those moments where or a top 1% realtor in the marketplace feels amazing. Like, I love a little pat on the back. My mm-hmm. ego says, woohoo, that's exciting. And also, you know, there are lots of times where you're just, you're grinding, you're working, you're consistently outpacing. And that's, you know, I just simply can't, I can't stress that enough. You are somebody that consistently outpaces your competitors and that matters. Mm-hmm. You are quicker in terms of replying to your clients. You are quicker in responding to leads. You are more efficient and more strategic at taking an opportunity through to completion. And these are habits. These are not whimsical moves that happened and, 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 it's, and it's luck. Because especially for those folks that are replicating it, like yourself, Roland, when you receive that back and, and, and we're looking at results and, you know, you see those people that have been, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years as top performing agents, top performing professionals in their field, this is not haphazard. This is systematic. This is intentional. This is not luck of the draw. And so I think one of the key things to recognize and acknowledge is that we can learn these habits. Mm-hmm. It's not some, like, that was one of the things that, you know, really was a profound impact to me when I even got into real estate was the experience of, you know, my personal experience of working with my realtor, who was great, 
for a buy and sell transaction and then another purchase with a with a new realtor and in all three of those interactions feeling like hmm there's absolutely nothing here that I couldn't do I don't know this industry yet I can learn this industry but the experience of this process is not something that is outside of my scope I'm not going to be a neuroscientist in this life that's outside of my scope you know, can I be a really successful salesperson? Yes, absolutely. We are on your team. Whether your team is you and your dog or a team of 10 real estate professionals, the Home Happy Team is here to enhance your client's experience. We take care of the financing side of the real estate equation, reducing their stress through a team approach of experience, technology, and communication. Your client experiences a lot when buying a home. Make sure it's a great one they will remember by introducing them to Michael Lloyd and the Home Happy team for their mortgage needs. Yeah, I mean, on that front, though, it's if you don't trick yourself, it's the actions that a realtor does in, you know, what you see on HGTV, the that's like the. 10% 10% of your day. Yes. <laughs> and it's like everything else, it's not rocket science. You're totally right there. But it's also like losing weight. Why do so many people struggle at it? Because it's the it's the mundane, it's the repetitive, it's the housekeeping items. And so, you know, I think it's I break it down to running a model. And so designing a model that you feel is going to be something that you can replicate and commit to, whether, you know, from a real estate perspective, if it's um generating business through any number of sources, but creating the model that uh, you're committed to and you're going to follow through with and just staying on course and doing it every single day. Um, you know, I would compare it to running a great house and having a dinner party and no one talks about everything you did to get there, fold the laundry, clean the bathroom, sweep the house. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. all those things, had they not been done, would have impacted the dinner party. But everyone just thinks of, you know, the food on the table and and, and the interaction when really that's the smallest part of what you did. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough, I think something that I've really noticed over our career that um, seems to be a little bit of concern for me is uh, the industry and, and realtors tend to celebrate each other's success less so mm-hmm. now than I feel when we started. And it's actually a detriment to the folks that can't, you know, that that struggle to measure themselves against other people's success and can't be happy with their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you and I remember like doing you know, doing the business in a year that we now do in a month and being really, really proud of it. Yes. Of course, we knew there was, you know, Ben Kinney, other people out there that were crushing it 20 times, 30 times what we were doing. Yes. But it didn't take away from our joy. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it, so Theodore Roosevelt says, comparison is the thief of joy. And I love that quote. I find that quote so powerful because for me, the reflection is it's so prevalent right now. You know, people have their facade is not a proper reflection of the whole package. So what's another a great example of that? We have excellent agents in our office that have just been nailing social media at a high, high level. And I'm thinking about one agent in particular that's just so, so on point with his, with his social media posts. And what I look at is how he can take one transaction and make like literally 15 posts about it. And, you know, he's talking about the showing opportunity and telling the story about the showing opportunity, talks about the the accepted offer and 
and the excitement of, of the accepted offer. He talks about the subject removal and the celebration of the subject removal. Like, like layer upon layer upon layer, he's talking about one transaction. And what's so powerful about that is, again, if I were coming from a scarcity mindset, I might feel frustrated by, you know, his, all of the things he has to talk about and why doesn't he, you know, he should just move on, or whatever the, the sentiments come from, from a place of frustration or anger. Or I can say to myself, wow, that's a, that's an amazing way to tell your story. You're helping people understand the excitement of this process and and potentially building an opportunity for for leads and referrals because you're you are your best advocate sharing what is going on in your world but do do not be distracted by those types of posts for every moment that you're spending focusing on somebody else's success you're taking a moment away from your ability to you know pick up your phone and make a post yourself Pick up your phone and contact somebody in your database. Walk outside. Go talk to your neighbors. Go talk to somebody in line at the coffee shop. You know, what we know about a successful real estate business is it's a, it's a it's a belly-to-belly contact sport. Like, if you're not talking and meeting people, I'm not exactly sure how you're finding business. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of best practices put together is what um, makes a great realtor. You know, stay consistent and be in the top 10%. And um, we've we're starting to get older. So we're starting to get more yes. experience that we can draw from. So partner, in light of that yeah. and in light of in-person events and in light of speaking about all of the things that we are working to build at our brokerage, talk to me about the market center technology trainer. What is this role? Who is this person? Yeah. In, in our world, it's, uh, it's Ryan Turnbull. It's a gentleman that is all things technology. So breaks their day up into a lot of coaching and training and uh, getting best practices out of the technology systems that we have. The cool part with what we have at the office called Command is um, it works for someone like myself that is very tech adverse and I use it probably a one out of 10, but Mm. it's better than not using it. It helps manage my database. It does a little bit of lead gen. And then the cool part for me as, um, as as a realtor that really hasn't built business through online is seeing young agents that are, you know, coming with no database. Um, they're really applying systems and learning from from the tech ambassador, tech trainer, and literally building a business within months from people they've never met before through the lead gen aspects and through the data management mm-hmm. that's available. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, it really shows you a different way of building a business. Yes. And it's another trainer we have at the office that's fully designated for that role. Yes. So one of the things that I think is really exciting about this support person in our office, and this person is, you know, a direct support person for our, for our realtors, is previous to Ryan in the seat, we didn't have a singular person that you could call. We had, you know, an amazing tech ambassador in one of our marquee realtors, and we had other realtors who were participating in the training. And, you know, there's always chat rooms and things, but this is, you know, literally he lives and breathes helping realtors embrace technology Mm -hmm. and embracing technology in that figuring out what it is that you need to make your business as smooth and successful as possible. And that is not a static experience in real estate. And so what I'm thinking about is, for example, I'm thinking about how I am currently and Roland and I in our team are currently in a process of 
reviewing and revising our client onboarding process and specifically thinking about, you know, Roland, again, I've, I've reflected in, in past conversations by his very nature, an entrepreneur and a real systems-based person. And so I remember when we first started working together, you know, he had a, a red folder for sellers and a blue folder for buyers. And there were, you know, he created documents, questionnaires with a ton of questions and areas where you could write information about the client. And it was really a guide. It's a step-by-step for how to take your client through a conversation to successfully, for example, launch a new listing. And over the years, while technology has sort of taken the place of these uh, paper files, what I realize is I actually miss the experience of having a, a questionnaire, so to speak. I don't, as, as experienced as I am, I was consistently walking away from listing appointments where I was like, oh, rats, I forgot to ask that question or I need to go back to the client and get X, Y, or Z. And it, it, was, it was a frustration of my time. It made me feel unprofessional. And I just thought there's an opportunity now to go back to, you know, the old pen and paper and also integrate it into the technology systems that we're already using. And so there's never a point. My point in saying this is, I don't care how successful you are, you know, there is always an opportunity to improve. And folks that are, that are working at the highest level, the top 1% know that. We are always evaluating our tools, ensuring they're the sharpest and the best and improving our process. It's just how you stay on top. And so I've been, I've been reflecting a lot on how I can use that technology, not, not exclusively as, a, you know, we've talked about database management and it's a fairly obvious use of a tech tool, but how do we use that tech tool to also successfully, for example, su- successfully onboard clients, successfully add preferred partners to our database? You know, building that model and, and leaning into a person like uh, a market center technology trainer and, and the benefit, again, for, for those of us that are working out of the, the Vance Central office is that we have access to th- these things for no additional cost. It's, it's literally an available technology service as part of the, the brokerage. And how can that change and improve your business? I mean, imagine we, we've said this before, but your database is the lifeblood. It is literally the gas in the tank of your business. And if you make even slight modifications or improvements, a 1% improvement every week is a 52% improvement over the year. That's a huge improvement. Imagine what it would look like for you to take your listing business from 10 listings a year to 15 listings a year, 20 listings a year, you know, who is listening today that would say no mm-hmm. to more listings, right? And if you're saying no to more listings, please call me. <laughs> I will take I- I'll them. take your listings. <laughs> There's so much available and it's, it's like all things, right? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How do you embrace technology in your real estate career? One step at a time. Don't mm-hmm. overthink it. Don't allow yourself to be overwhelmed and not get started, just one step at a time. Apply. Apply. Layered learning. Great. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. <laughs>